0: The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. It's the third Sunday of End Times, Saints' Triumphant Sunday. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25, where, well, what the Lord does is he pictures the glory of the saints triumphant, well, the blessings we have in this life and the even greater blessings we have to look forward to in heaven. The Lord said, Behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. My dear friends in Christ, In our reading, the Lord is talking about the glory of the church, of believers here in this life, as we fight the good fight of faith, the church militant, and believers in heaven, as we enjoy God's blessings forever in the church triumphant. Well, first he had described the church triumphant as we heard in our devotion yesterday, and today, we'll see how Isaiah kind of combines something a little bit. He's combining what he sees of the future, the better future of God's people since Jesus' work would be accomplished for our salvation and then the perfect future of God's people in heaven. He says, Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. And now this is such an understatement for believers because Jesus said, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. But in the Old Testament, a shortened life, was often viewed as a special curse for those who lived ungodly lives. In the New Testament, things are different though. In the New Testament, things are different because what God does is God demonstrates such amazing patience both toward individuals and nations. How blessed we are that God is patient with us, that he doesn't just get angry with us and and send down his thunder and lightning or, or send down fire and brimstone to consume us and to condemn us. But God is so patient with us. He's patient with us. He's patient with our nation. And just think about how patient he is with our nation. And, well, of course, that means us as well. He's patient with us, our our nation. We ourselves too, we rebel against God in so many ways. And that's why we're probably facing some of the tough times that we're enduring because God is trying to discipline us and trying to bring us back to him. But now why is it that God is so patient with us? Well, the apostle Peter, he says, the Lord is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He wants everybody to come to repentance. He wants everybody to enjoy the glory of the church, the blessings of being in God's believing family. Well, the Lord said, they will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Because of their disobedience, what God did is God threatened that his people would not enjoy the houses that they built or the fruit that they had harvested, that they had planted, that they worked hard to grow. But in the new era, thinking about after Jesus had accomplished his work and everything, well, God's judgment would not fall on his people who come under the special care of our gracious God. Who, well, what he wants is he wants conditions in our world to be just right so that more and more people can be reached with the gospel message. Oh, throughout the New Testament, there have been, there have been misfortunes and tragic deaths. Oh, think of the shootings, the war, the terrorism, the natural disasters, things like, typhoons and hurricanes and earthquakes but through all such things, through all such things we are assured as the Apostle Paul wrote, in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God keeps on reaching, working to reach souls with his gospel. The Lord said, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Yes, we're going to have our struggles as we fight the good fight of faith, as we face life's problems and troubles. But we have a God who knows what's going on in our lives and he knows what's going to happen in our lives. And he gives us this wonderful promise that he's, always going to be helping us in the way that's best for us and and he's often helping us even before we've gone to him with our problems and troubles. What comfort it is to know that we have that God who is so proactive when it comes to our, our eternal souls. That's the glory of the church. Even in the church militant, as we're fighting the good fight of faith, the Lord said, the wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, but dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. What he's really saying there is that unbelievers... In this life, they really have nothing. And that's why we need to make every effort we can to share Jesus with them so that they'd be able to enjoy also the glory of the church. But the Lord here is also reminding us that we believers, we believers in this life are so really blessed. We have the greatest blessings even in the church militant, As we're struggling, as we're living in a world of sin, as we struggle with temptation, as we struggle with all of the problems that are around us, and why is it we are so blessed? It's because we have Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for wanting us sinners in your church now and forever. Thank you for sending us Jesus as our Savior and for sending the Holy Spirit to make us your children. Help us to fight against the sin that's in our lives and keep on building us up in our faith so we can enjoy your blessings now and forever. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.